This podcast is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of bourbon and borderlands here on the black tastic podcast network i am one of your hosts panama jackson and i'm joined by Corey, shanice jabri and janae for our recap our discussion of the final episode of season five <laughs> titled onward how's everybody feeling feeling <sighs> great man season, y'all it has been a season <laughs> onward. onward 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 we are moving onward Indeed. Um, we got to do we got to do a, a quick vaccine check though. Corey, last episode you had just gotten your second Man. shot. How how did you fare? Were you all right? Uh, no. <laughs> so you know, at the time we recorded Aww. the uh, episode, I think so. I got my vaccine shot probably like ten a.m. and you know we recording the evening time. I was feeling great. Like I was like, yeah, it's like nothing happened, bro. It was like the worst night of my life. I couldn't sleep. I had all of the symptoms. Oh, you know no. when they like. When like you might get uh fever, aches, uh, chills. <laughs> I had all of it. It was bad, man. But uh, it only lasted Damn. through the night. By the next day, I was all right. But that night was rough, very rough, bro. Mm. I know your pain. You so does Jabri. Yeah, <laughs> Jabri knows your pain. Yeah, lay me flat uh, too. I had the I had the Johnson and Johnson. So you know, I was freaking out a little bit. You know, I found out you know they put too much baby oil in it. <laughs> They had to recall it, you know. <laughs> that wasn't a good feeling seeing Johnson Johnson in the headlines, knowing I already had that shot. But luckily, I didn't have those it. problems. They like, yeah, we can't even do this one no more for right now. We got to chill on this one. I was very concerned. I got my second one on Friday. Uh, it was a. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. T- it wasn't too bad. I was. Able, I still moved around throughout the day. The second day, I had That's to actually. Um, I had things to do, and so I powered through the day. I had a headache though, no fever, some body aches, but I I was able to get up. And you did Pfizer off the bed. Yeah. I did okay. Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. There was no powering through for mine. It was no <laughs> way. It was just a wrap. If it had to happen, it was just not happening that day. Like it was, just, it was over for me. Oh. Um, well, the good news but, is we are all here, happy and healthy. There you go. So, we will be zombies together. Go. Okay. Woo, <laughs> apocalypse. Honestly, though, I would rather be a zombie than not a zombie if, if we were all going to turn into zombies. Like, That's who wants fair. to fight zombies? I don't want to yeah, fight the zombies. I'll be on the other team. Yeah. <laughs> zombie team. Ew. You know, I don't have an opinion on that. Never really considered it, to be honest I never with you. did either. But after Shawnee said it, First time I've like, ever oh. considered this. But, you know, as it were, we're all happy and healthy. That is not the lot for our one of our favorite characters on, on, on Queen Sugar, who is doing much better. So we're about to get into this recap for the, the season finale, again, titled Onward. I feel like you got to say that with some depth and like you have like you have to say it with reflection in your soul. You can't just be onward, you know, what I mean, because that's just like going out west. Now nah, we're going onward. See that dramatic pregnant pause. dramatic pause? Yeah. That was amazing what I just did <laughs> right there. Um, I really hate when people say pregnant pause. It's oh, an interesting term. I've always thought it was an interesting <laughs> term. 
it it's it's yeah. Either way, <laughs> Janae Poole recap duty this time. She's gonna she's gonna handle this this final recap for this season. Uh, you ready? You ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. All right, the floor is thine. This week's episode titled "Onward." Pregnant pause <laughs> begins <laughs> with Ralph Angel, Darla, and Blue preparing to head to DC. They're all dressed pretty snazzy for a road trip, in my opinion, but I'll give them a pass since, after all, it is a special <laughs> occasion. And the reason for the trip is to get Blue settled in DC ahead of him officially starting school at Sitwell Friends. The excitement is evident, and even though everyone is putting on a brave face, Blue senses Darla and Ralph Angel's sadness at him leaving and decides to leave his good sis Kenya behind to keep them company while he's away, especially because Blue is already anticipating being too busy for random chit-chats once school starts. My little Blue is growing up, tear. Meanwhile... I wish they had a, I wish they had, a, had got a rental car, though. I, I do got to say that. I was never going to like that's more than that drug. 2000. Yep. That's a that's a long ride in, in that pickup boy. It, listen, all three of them in that front seat like that, but hey, you know, I guess you do what you gotta do. Um, so meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Vi is on the phone with Charlie, who is looking a lot better, I'll say. But Vi is still in everybody's business, telling Charlie that Micah needs to come home from Minneapolis. Charlie, on the other hand, is disappointed that she's not able to be out and civically engaged like she usually would be. To which Aunt Vi responds that the rest of the Bordelones are out here moving and shaking and doing their part as they always do. And that Charlie shouldn't worry about being out and about because the cold that she had could have been a lot worse. Now, Aunt Vi calling what Charlie had a cold indicates to me that Charlie still hasn't given up the jig yet. But hey, she's made it this far. What's one more episode? Charlie also capitalizes on the opportunity to try to get some advice from Aunt Vi about her conflicting feelings for Davis. And our good sis Charlie must really be thrown for a loop because she thought it was a good idea to broach the subject by asking Vi whether there was anything that he who must not be named, a.k.a. Jimmy Dale, could do to make her see him differently, which clearly was not Jimmy the Dale. right name to... <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for I that, Corey. Was... Um, clearly, was... that was not the right name to bring up. <clears throat> that seems like a shining moment for you. And Aunt Vi, in no uncertain terms, tells Charlie that Davis is no Jimmy Dale, and that while Jimmy Dale is an evil man with a dark soul, Davis is just stupid, which I can't say I disagree. And that if Charlie feels like she's seen a change in Davis, she should take a look at that. <laughs> Corey, you ain't like that, huh? Um, no, I did. Cut to Nova and Calvin. But it's all good. I got I got plenty <laughs> more on this later. <laughs> Just you wait. I'm sure you do. Oh gosh. <laughs> Cut to Nova and Calvin, where Nova is finally showing Calvin the receipt she has about Andre Nixon and Calvin's involvement in his beating years ago when he was part of NOLA PD. Nova tells him she wants to believe that he didn't do this, but Calvin finally breaks down and comes clean that though he tried to block the memory out of his mind and pretend that it was somebody else who had beat a teenager until he couldn't walk, he was involved and he only did it because he felt pressure by the other cops to fit in and prove he was one of them. He insists that he's never done anything like that before or since and he's not that person anymore but Nova appropriately points out that she believed him before when he said that he had never done anything like this at all. And it's clear now that those were all lies. Advice, prize, pies. Hollywood and Vi are chatting and Vi is still in her feelings about Blue being gone. She and Ralph Angel still aren't talking after their blowout in the last episode. And Hollywood reminds Aunt Vi that Blue is safe with his trifling yet well-meaning and loving grandmother who won't let any harm come to him and that being in D.C. won't change him because he's got a good soul. 
He also encourages Vi to apologize to Ralph Angel, and Vi, of course, still tries to center her pain and discomfort in the situation that, in all honesty, doesn't really have anything to do with her, and Hollywood essentially tells her to grow up. Meanwhile, Darla reaches out to Charlie for a little advice on dealing with Blue being away, and they both bond over their love for their sons and wanting the best for them. Before they end the conversation, Charlie, who clearly is trying hard to sort through these Davis feelings, decides to ask Darla for her take, since she clearly has perspective, probably more so than most, on whether somebody can truly change. Darla hits the nail on the head and tells Charlie that at the end of the day, no one knows her and Davis's relationship but her and Davis, and that no one else's opinion really matters. Fast forward to that evening and Charlie is catching up with Micah who's super excited about the work he's doing in Minneapolis. Charlie lets slip that she's just now catching up with everything that's been going on which naturally catches Micah off guard because Charlie not being in the loop is completely out of character. Charlie finally, begrudgingly, decides to say the words, I have COVID, to which Micah is completely blown away and confused and has many of the thoughts and feelings that you'd expect them to have. How do you know you have COVID? Did you take a test? I shouldn't have left. Who was with you? Why aren't you telling me anything? You know, all the questions besides how long have you had it? Do I have it? But he also starts to feel guilty that he left his mom alone. But Charlie tells him that she wasn't actually alone and that rather than calling the family, she called Davis, to which Micah has no further commentary aside from I'm on my way because clearly everyone which has lost gangsta, their complete minds. Way. It was. I mean, it what else real. do you say at this point? Also, I can't lame. believe she didn't get the test. I, right. I, no <laughs> test was taken. We just telling people we got COVID ever? out here. That's right. I mean, I mean, she she does, but I mean, <laughs> she could have. She don't know. I mean, we're assuming that because of what happened, but there's a way to find I out. I think it's that's fair, and 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 I I don't know that Davis has had one either. But I mean, again, he don't been, care. It's been half a season at this point. What 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 does it matter now? Meanwhile, Vi's prize pies has opened back up in limited capacity, and Darla decides to drop by some flowers, allegedly on behalf of she and Ralph Angel, but I have a feeling Ralph Angel and have nothing to do with them flowers. Naturally, Vi asks about Blue, who's doing well and adjusting to Grandma's rules and is looking forward to starting school in a few days. Cut to Nova, who of course is praying to the ancestors for guidance and wisdom with this Calvin situation. Calvin is still apologetic and asks Nova whether he's allowed to be better than he was before, and Nova tells him he knew better then but chose not to be better and chose to lie and hide about it but interestingly enough nova still wants to protect calvin and feel shame about that meanwhile hollywood is getting ready for the first meeting of the virtual real spot and has gotten way more rsvps than he thought he would Vi also tells hollywood that she came to her senses and plans to call ralph angel after going on an advice tour, Charlie finally decides to call up Davis for a chat. Davis initially thought that she called to talk about Micah and wonders whether he might have gotten Kiki pregnant. Apparently, he didn't know that Kiki and Micah broke up, and he tells Charlie that Micah actually stopped talking to him about girls a long time ago, because of course he did. Um, they get into a discussion about their dis experience as college parents, and Davis tells Charlie that she's the sole reason why that experience was the exact opposite of awful for him. They continue with the maskless stroll in the park, and after some intense revelations about their feelings Charlie asked Davis the question she called him there to ask is that kind selfless man who was there for her when she was sick is he real are you that somebody and Davis says that he is and Charlie decides to step out on faith and take his hand and then we start to wrap this season up in a bow Vi and Hollywood have a romantic fun date night riding bikes in the city and they feel optimistic about the future Calvin decides to do the right thing and contact Nola PD about his involvement in the Andre Nixon incident, leaving Nova stunned. 
Micah returns from Minneapolis to his parents in a good space and essentially tells them that he doesn't like what the hell is going on, but he's going to extend the same grace to Charlie that she's always given him and accept their decision and love them through it. And Ralph, Angel, and Darla finally hear from Blue, who has started school, and he loves it. Later on that evening, Darla and Ralph Angel are sitting on the porch talking about how wonderful Blue is, and Darla reveals to Ralph Angel that he will get to be a wonderful father to another child because Darla is pregnant and he is the baby daddy. Red. He's going to be red. <laughs> I think Shawnees might have actually called this one a while ago, so Darla actually is pregnant, and so the season ends with them embracing under a shooting star. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What, Corey? Don't give Shawnee's credit for calling stuff when I called way more than she called. Um, I well, called first of all. Uh, Nova and Calvin. I called Nova and Calvin working it out last week is my you did, uh, you did. prediction. You did. I called uh, Charlie and Davis getting back together is a prediction. You did. I called all this. The point was... Credit. Shawnee's called it out a while ago. This was something that she saw in the stars a minute ago. Yes, we can get into Corey. I know you want your credit. We'll get into that. Also, I don't know if you can hey. say that. I don't know if hey. you can say that Nova and Calvin worked it out. I mean, Calvin put himself Corey. in jail. I don't know if that counts exactly. as working it out. Listen, because we don't know that yeah. yet. Also, when he gets out, she just ain't left him, him yet. <laughs> She she is gonna pick him up though. She is. All right. She is. Although that that concludes the recap of this episode, our season finale, onward. Onward. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. (laughs) All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the good, the bad, or the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) On bourbon and borderlands. And welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. It is time once again for the good, the bad, and the Rona. So, like always, we'll start with the good. Um, out the gate, Blue is gone. Um, and he's leaving Kenya. I didn't realize that Kenya was still with us. Um, I didn't either. That's true. We we thought that all of Blue's toys had been thrown away. Yeah, I didn't know Kenya was still kicking it either. Kenya's, Kenya's still with us. Kenya's well, still out here. Now she's with Ralph Angel. Now, immediately when they said that they were leaving to take Blue to school, I just, I know we've been asking this kind of for a couple of episodes, but what day is it? That is a very fair question. Somewhere between June 3rd and June 9th, 10th. Well, I don't know. Yeah, some things that have happened seem like it would have taken a little longer than that. You're like, you know, Charlie is still getting over her COVID, so you think she's within a sort of a short time frame. Whereas, you know, oh, Blue has days, yeah. Blue's been to school, and uh, uh, Darla and Ralph Angel dropped them off and are back home by now. Yeah, so it's it's really it's hard to tell exactly yeah. when this is. My mind, as soon as they said they were taking Blue to school, my mind immediately went to like, wait, is it August? Is Micah still gone? Does Ralph Angel have a job? I was just very <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but you know, it was this was only within the first. Ralph Angel you know, was getting ready for work one day, so I think he still has a job. I thought, right. yeah, I think He's I saw still that. Employed. So, th- like I said, He's this this was within the first five minutes. Yeah. My mind just went all of those places, but you know, yeah, mine too. I, mine too. I did the same. <laughs> I was like, Great. perhaps Sidwell is year round. Are we sure that they didn't fly? Like they they didn't just drive to the airport. Cause, they were talking about it know, being a really long drive. Oh, yeah, that's it true. It's a really long drive. That's true. That's true. And they went. I hope that truck was going to make it. That that Yo, first thing I thought was we ain't taking a <laughs> rental. 
Like we can't just, you know, it might be time for the nice, get the nice Camry to get a nice smooth ride all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Or something. I don't know. That's that. Them pickup yeah, trucks, you be feeling, right. you feel the road in them joints. That ain't, that ain't a new pickup truck either. Well, listen, <laughs> let's too. add to, to the list of good that the pickup truck made it to DC and back. That's good. Obviously. That's right. That yeah. That's great. It's yeah. a good thing. He does all the maintenance on Let's it. Let's count our blessings. That's right. okay. Got <laughs> 200, 300,000 miles on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Blue, Blue is so happy. Um, I was I was glad to see that Blue was so happy. I mean, I expected him to be happy. But I was glad to see that he actually was happy and that, you know, he had actually gone to school and seen the classroom and all those things. And wait until he finds out that he's going to be a big brother called it yeah i knew it flip. i knew you it did call yeah. that you did he's gonna be excited that. yeah he seems to he's be, gonna be too busy changing really the world well. he, might, he might be a hater yeah. I, I, no i could see he's him being a hater that. and being selfish in that moment yeah he gonna want to come back what? and all kind of stuff what makes you well, think i want to come back but that's not a hater that's just big brother. Yeah, what makes you think that Blue's gonna be a hater? Yes, that that is. I don't want him getting all. The, I don't want Red. I don't want Red getting all the attention. So Red. I'm coming back. Red. <laughs> Who's Who Red? is that? Yeah. Be the kid. Call <laughs> oh, Blue Ralph and Red. Oh, next oh, God. God. <laughs> I I think I'm okay with I think I'm fine with it. I think I think the nickname is Ray. I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. I won't allow it. I don't allow it. Uh you more of a hater than blue gonna be. <laughs> Wait, who's the hater? Corey or Janae? Uh, Corey. Corey's a hater. Oh, yeah. I don't see how you would think that Blue could be a hater. Blue could never Blue could never be a hater. Blue has not a hater bone in his body. What are you talking about? Okay, we'll see. Hey, we'll add this to the list of things I predicted. Okay, okay. It's on the the record. Are are we adding red? Is red? Yeah, let's put red on the record. Who's writing? Who's writing this down? I think it is. Panama, write that down. We'll we'll wait on that one for the end of the show. Right. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write that one down. If we, if anybody wants. I mean, are we saying is red a boy or a girl? Does it matter? I don't think it matters. I think that is a unisex name. <laughs> yeah. That, I guess that Definitely was my question. Is red a unisex? Is is a, is a unisex name? I think blue is too. Yes. Blue. Well, blue, blue definitely is. is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Well, Corey, All right. I'm, right, I'm writing much. it down. Corey. Corey predicted red. All right. Little baby red. You play way too much. Okay. Um. <laughs> something that we hadn't seen. My good, uh, my my good uncle Pop Pop Prosper is out of the house. He has his mask on. He is right. slapping down those dominoes in good spirits. It looks like um, Vice. I'm not even going to try to do the triple. What is it? What do I say? It's just PPD. Vice PPD. PPD. It's open. So let me. So let me say this. That also is another time warp thing that's interesting because around that time we were still very concerned about going out mm-hmm. so you got a table yeah. full of senior citizens playing dominoes yeah at a restaurant they that's some real 2021 behavior yeah because i don't really? think I, I was mean, thinking like i don't think in june we were back inside of places but i don't know what louisiana was doing 
Yeah, but Prosper was afraid to let people in his house. Now he gonna go out and play dominoes in the like he's going out. I was surprised by that. I was a little surprised to see to see. Glad to see him out and happy. Yeah. Surprised to see him throwing caution to the wind when he was ready to fight folks for trying to just <laughs> drop off groceries in his house. Well, because Nova was being irritated. We, we <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> I'm just saying. He hanging out with, with every germ, every germ that didn't come through Aunt Vi's PP and D. That's true. But, you know, he was out. And I'm going to assume that, that everyone there does not have the Rona. I'm, it's not safe to assume that, but I'm going to assume that. Um, Listen, not the way Charlie and Davis out here moving, but ooh, you're anyway, right. I digress. You're right. Um, <laughs> I might be a carrier the whole time. <laughs> I digress. Well, let's move away. Okay. Um, speaking of I, Hollywood and Vi are back to being young and frisky now that they both found themselves some business. Uh, Vi mm-hmm. has her diner back open, and Hollywood Ugh. is doing <laughs> doing his the real Zoom, the real spot Zoom, and he got forty six yes. people coming. Hey. I did not get my invite. By I was the about way. to say y'all ain't get y'all's invite. <laughs> I did not get an invite to the real spot. I was waiting. I keep checking my damn email. <laughs> I check for Hollinsworth. I check for Hollis- for Hollywood. <laughs> Nothing. Hollinsworth Desane. Yeah, look for it. <laughs> I have to create my own real spot. Did you search a Desane? Called the realest spot. Nah. I mean, you would have to go back in time to attend this. I mean, you need a time machine to attend this meeting. Come do on. I, do I need a time machine to attend this? <laughs> All right. Those are all the things that I thought was good. Did I? Did... Oh, hell no. What? You're not stopping what? there. Oh, no. Okay, we I'm are so... not. No, I'm indeed. sorry, Corey. No, the good does not stop there. You better ask some more. Not this Please week. Fill in what no. I missed. What did I miss? You didn't see Davis uh running game to get back in good Charlie's good graces? That that was He's the best game. moment of the week. Okay, you know what? It maybe, it was I will say. Yeah, where were you going to put that? Was that going in the Rona? It was cuz they're clearly the, the correct. Right, they both have it. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually. Actually, they're, they're by themselves spread, in the park. They're both, they were bred in the Rona. Actually, it was. Well, I saw some people jogging in the background, but go ahead. Now Micah definitely has it. With so, no mask in the house. Yeah. So, so no. So wait. I they, w- they they got their family back together. That can't be nothing but good. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that, Corey. What I'm saying is, I was saving that for a different section. But let's let's talk about it because I I was framing it differently. But no, I will say that it was nice to see, um, you know, Davis and Charlie have that conversation. And um, you know, I I think that I was open to the idea of a Charlie and Davis. I'm not sure. Like now that I see it actually like kind of happening, I don't know how I feel about it. How do y'all feel about it? Charlie seems happy. You know, it, it, was, yes. it was. You know, Charlie been wanting to do this for well, at least for a couple of days, depending on the, <laughs> the time frame. She's been feeling this way at least forty eight hours, like maybe maybe two days or so. She's been feeling like you know she want to get. Uh, closer to Davis, possibly. <laughs> She's been seeking advice over this uh, period of time, um, and you know she got that good advice from Darla. Like it, it doesn't matter, you know, what other people think. And no. I think that was the last that was the last straw to kind of push Charlie over the edge because I think that's what she was thinking about. She's thinking about you know some of that possible embarrassment. You know, like yeah. oh you you done went back to your cheating ass husband. You know nobody wants to look yeah. weak. So mm-hmm. you know that's the other thing that she had to consider aside from just her feelings. How's it going to look? 
So I think uh, I'm I'm good with it because Charlie seems happy with it. Yeah, I I think I feel though. So I I was good with it, but then when she started bringing up the actual things that he did that I forgotten about, I was like, oh wait, he did do that, and she did have to pay that lady off. I'm like, dang, you going back? Yeah, you bring the both stuff. Yeah, it's it's not to say that charlie is obligated to take him back like for sure not and if she didn't want to she doesn't have to but to the extent that charlie still has feelings for him that this Mm -hmm. man may have genuinely changed and you know she's seeing a change in him at the end of the day like it's just about happiness like do i am i going to let you know, my pride keep me away from this person who makes me happy, who I genuinely want to be with and for, and for who all intents and purposes, you know, is my soulmate probably at this point because he did make some mistakes. And I mean, if Charlie chooses to leave that in the past, that is 100% Charlie's choice to do. Now, whether or not Charlie can actually leave that in the past has yet to be seen. But at least in this moment, it seems like she's willing to try. Look, I I don't know if if Davis has really changed. Right. If he hasn't, he has read the best book of all time <laughs> on how to get back in there after you done got another woman pregnant Absolutely. and had your wife, your ex-wife pay off somebody for <laughs> <Yeah>. a scandal. <laughs> He yep. is laying the game down quite Absolutely. flat. And it's like he is saying, all. I mean, his whole line about you did build a fortress. You just didn't know the monster was in the house with you. I was Sir. like, wow. The bars. He was killing it. He was killing My man was on it. I had to be because I was like, He was killing it. Like, that scene is funny because that scene is actually really long. But it's really textbook. Like, more dudes need to watch this to understand the things that you need to be saying when you mess up and how what what actual contrition looks like now i yeah. i i want to believe that he's sincere and genuine right i want to believe that he he seemed i mentioned this on on one of the other episodes when he's in the house with charlie he doesn't seem to be doing any of it for like credit right. mm-hmm. he's just doing it because he cares and he it's what he's supposed to be doing like he's not he ain't trying to open up any conversations about old stuff. He's there to be there for her the way that she needs him to be there for her. Perfect. And that's it. So I tend to believe that it's very sincere and genuine. I mean, he held his hand out and everything, and you can't really just hold the hand out like that the way he <laughs> held it out and wait if it ain't sincere and genuine. But if it ain't, that's some solid, that is some solid game spitting. It's so, it's, it but would I actually be very genuine. sick if it, if it was some game too. It would, it would. And I, <laughs> yeah. This ain't that show. Deranged. So I, I believe yeah. it's genuine. I believe it's sincere. I didn't love it initially, but I am like Jabri said. I am very happy for Charlie if that's what she wants. Because it's clearly what Davis wants. Davis seems like he's mm-hmm. that's he he's genuinely all in. Like he's if she's there, he's willing to be wherever yeah. she's at to make it work. So I'm happy for the two of them as as a unit. Well, I'd also like to just point out the use of uh, the Alina Barras song more than enough for that scene because that is my jam and it really just took it over the edge for me. It did. Like, it it sell, did. sell it to me. Sell it to me because I'm over here swaying, getting my little bop on and, you know, enjoying a love story in front of me. So excellent song choice there. Thank you so much. I shazammed much. it. I had to shazam it. I was like, what is this song? Because that joint goes. I didn't realize That's a great album. Shazam. BT Dubs. Is that a thing? 
So what? Are people still using Shazam heavily? Is that a thing? I didn't. Uh, I, I do. still use Shazam frequently. <laughs> Daily, probably. Oh, like if I go into CVS, I turn my Shazam onto automatic Look, because phone, uh, phone I just sky. walk right. I walk around with my phone above my head, like uh, just in what case my jam comes on. Okay. And I don't remember who sang it. You know, I'm not sure I've yeah, ever I, used Shazam actually. Oh shit! I use Shazam like it's my favorite app. I'm gonna have to download that. It's the greatest app of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Every time you say it, I'm intrigued. But, you know, anyway. So speaking of Charlie and Davis, I'm going to I'm going to segue that into the bad because in the beginning, towards the beginning of the episode, I guess before Charlie had this conversation with Davis, she started with Envi on her, on her advice tour. And she decided to ask Envi if there was anything that Jimmy Dale could have done, to, could could do to make her look at him differently. And at that moment, I was like, sis. Got a question. It was an awkward question. Baby, what is, what is you doing? <laughs> what is you doing? Especially out of yeah. nowhere with no context. That was a wild thing to kind of bring up like that. Like, yeah, you... I was asking, like, does everybody know the extent of, of Jimmy Dale's, like, violence? I don't does everybody know, know I was that? Wondering. Like, I was wondering. I know Nova yeah. knows. Yeah, because Charlie didn't, didn't bring it up like she knew. It was in the book. Yeah. So I guess they should know. In defense of Charlie in this moment, she had no idea how to ask the question she really wanted to ask. Yes. Which is, yeah. I'm feeling Davis all over again, or I'm seeing things, and I, is it okay if I make this move? Kind of whatever, whatever she's trying to ask, she has no idea how to ask the question. So she decided to go the worst possible route that she could. I'll buy cuss twice. She couldn't ask the question the way she wanted to because she was withholding pertinent and very pertinent information that she had, that COVID, she had COVID and that Davis had to come and take just, care of her. I'm sorry. So she, go yeah, ahead. Did she say Davis uh, when he came to when he came to go drop something? So off drop something off. Like, oh, so he, he, he had to pick something up, pick something up to send a mic. So in that short <laughs> time, in that short time, sis, you have like what is it about that short period of time that he came to pick something up that happened? Like what do you like that doesn't add up, sis? Like. It was it was interesting to me that apparently it was apparently it was easier <laughs> for her to ask for advice. <laughs> You're crazy. Apparently it was easier for her to ask for advice about Davis than it was for her to tell people that she had COVID. And I'm thinking like Davis, I might be more embarrassed by saying I want to take my old cheating ass husband back than saying I have COVID, I need help. But I mean, I think that goes to show where Charlie's priorities. But that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I would be less embarrassed. <laughs> I would be less embarrassed to say, you know what, I was really sick, like like sick, sick. And Davis came sick over as a dog. and took. Like I would be less embarrassed to say that than to yeah, say, oh, you sure. know what, Davis stopped by and I'm just in love again. Like, girl, what, like. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. The reluctance to 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 talk about her COVID is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like I get not I wanting to be vulnerable about. or something, but that's just really dumb. Don't. Like right now, you 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 a public health, you a menace to society right now. Like you <laughs> at this point, the least you should do is tell everybody who was around you that you had this. And she still has not. Done I mean, that. truly, yeah. it is the bare minimum. The bar is on the floor. <laughs> Can you just tell them you had it? Yeah, her and David just gallivanting it. around. And I was saying, Micah part, back in the house. Right. Yeah, Micah came back. Just chilling, maskless. Right. They let him in. They didn't yeah. say, Micah, you got to stay at a hotel for a couple of days, like two weeks before you come back. We have, nah. uh, we've been exposed. Micah's in there showing off some damn pictures. Yeah. Close. Yeah. I was just, I was appalled by the fact that she 
she she told that lie, which made her situation seem even more dumb than if yeah. she would have just said, like, <laughs> if you had said to Aunt Vi, you know what, I was really sick and David's really took really good care of me. And I feel like yeah, really he's a different up. person. He really showed up for me. Like, that's, oh, you know what, That's un- that might be understandable. But you up here talking about, oh, he stopped by and I want to ask you about Jimmy Dale because I don't know how to tell you that I had COVID and he took care, like, baby. I mean, she I guess. Aunt Vi cuss. <laughs> What she kind should have cussed. Stupid shit. Well, would make you ask me some stupid, stupid shit, shit like, like that. that. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I get it." She definitely brought up Jimmy Dale entirely too willy nilly, entirely too willy nilly, right there. Because yeah. and if she had any idea of the history, that's not cool to just bring up casually. In, in the end, I guess she got the advice that she was looking for because at least she was able to or um, Vi was able to draw the contrast between a person like Jimmy Dale, who essentially is just like evil on purpose versus Davis, who just made some dumbass decisions and didn't think things through. And, you know, he isn't like a bad person in his heart. He just did some messed up stuff. And I think that that's an important delineation to make when, you know, trying to decide whether or not, you know, this person is worth, you know, bringing back into your life. Absolutely. And so she also asked Darla a similar question. Well, not, she didn't ask her about Jimmy Dale, but she also asked <laughs> <laughs> kind of her opinion on Davis. And, you know, I think uh, Vi, uh, Vi gave Charlie a favorable answer. Um, Darla gave Charlie a favorable answer. Nobody was really opposed to, you know, welcoming Davis back or, you know, seeing Davis differently. Do you guys think that Charlie was looking for that validation? Do you think that she would have acted differently had she got different answers or do you think she was going to do whatever she wanted to do regardless i think the answers mattered i think it it re it affirmed what she was already feeling and i think that if she had gotten a lot of pushback i don't know that charlie would have you know been able to kind of hop out there the way that she did because i mean i guess in a way she probably was questioning herself too like was i just vulnerable you know in my covid state and you know am i am i not really you know thinking this through the way that I should be or am I just you know happy because this person took care of me like does that really mean that he changed but at the end of the day I mean I think that gave her the the confidence to kind of trust herself and trust that she saw what she saw and felt what she felt and to you know do with that what she did so yeah I think she would have got there eventually it just would have taken a lot longer and it would have been some in the shadows kind of thing as opposed to Mm -hmm. The much right, the much quicker. Yeah. Everybody seems to understand that love works in mysterious ways. Nobody's gonna judge the, the people that I, I care about aren't gonna judge me for this the way that mm-hmm. I think that they might, or yeah. you know it won't be as bad as I think. You know people they might not love it, but you know they're gonna be like, listen, that's that's what you're doing, blah blah blah. So I think they would have got there eventually, because uh, Davis gonna keep doing the right things and she gonna just be dropping them. You know what you doing, text. <laughs> <laughs> you know, randomly, just wow. because you know he's on her mind. So yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what what turns out from that. I I think I, I think I might be ready for Charlie Davis um in the future. I don't know if I am, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I, I, I we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Now, what what I am very curious about is the Calvin Nova because. Um, contrary to what I would have thought, Nova is very conflicted. I mean, I guess, I guess I understand, mm-hmm. but 
You were right, Corey. You were right. I, you were right. I, I thought that this would have been an immediate deal breaker. It should like, be more conflicting than it was for her. Yes, yeah. it should have been. A, it should have been a deal breaker. I thought it was going to be pack your stuff and leave. Like, do not look yeah, at me. Do out. not speak to no. me. And I'm like, oh, he's still in there. Like he's touch. She's allowing him to touch her. Like <laughs> she's on the couch and he's just standing there. Like he's not packing his things. Like I, I wasn't understanding. I wasn't understanding. I'm understanding. I love, man. Look, when you, you understand when you get time. when you get to that level of love, it takes a lot. To, yeah, it takes a lot to get rid of a person once you get to that level. Like, you know, they got to you you more willing to work with them even when they do stupid stuff, which is the same thing we see from Charlie. Well, I, I mean, don't think that's like it, a it exposes your personal flaws. It exposes your personal like like inconsistencies because this literally flies in the face yep. of everything that Nova purports to be. Mm-hmm. Right? But and not- what happens? No, well, well, hold on. And what happens is she has to she has to kind of look at those things and realize what matters more to her right like what what matters ultimately and she loves him and it's like she she hates that she's in this position but she does want to protect him right so it's like people do that stuff all the time they'll say one thing until you're faced with that situation and all of a sudden you have to really deal with how you feel about something i think that's what happened to her yeah, what you're describing, I hate that kind of person. It's the worst kind of person. It's like, uh, I call it the Lisa Simpson. If y'all watch The Simpsons, Lisa Simpson is the perfect example of this kind of person. She will call out any and everyone when she sees something wrong. But if it applies to her, if it's something she wants to do, she's going to do it. So when you're being a Lisa Simpson, that's the worst kind of person you can be. Nova tends to be that kind of person, but I don't think it's fair to call her that yet. Because it's not like we've seen her That's make true. a decision. We've seen her struggle in the initial phases, weighing out the options. Damn, I wanna, I wanna trust and love my, my, my partner, but I also have to stand up for justice because that's what I'm all about. I do the true papers. I'm true papers Nova. I'm, jo- I'm not just Nova off the street. I'm true papers Nova, and this is what I have to be, and that's how I have to live all the time, even in my personal life, even in my house. So the time that she's taking, which I don't think has been very long. I I think it's not fair to say that she's being hypocritical quite yet. You know, she hasn't decided whether or not she's going to run the story. I think she will. I don't think she really has any options, like I was saying last week. I don't think she really can sit on the story in any kind of way. She has to publish it. She has to put it out. She has to amplify Andre's voice because that's who she is, and that's what she's supposed to be about. If she decides not to do that, then you can call her a hypocrite or a Lisa Simpson. Well, she can't decide now because now, now she's kind of in a position where Calvin has kind of taken it into his own hands and she she doesn't really have control over the narrative right now. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Yeah. He took it out of her hands. And she so looked now like she's about that to look hurt. wild. Yeah. Like, she, was, I, she wasn't ready for that. Like, she was not ready for for Calvin to kind of pony up to that the way that he did. Because she's about to look wild. And, and yeah. we don't know, and we don't know what's about to come from this either. Like you know what right. what's what's it's it's IAPD. I mean, not IAPD, it's the Internal Affairs. No, IAB. Affairs. It's tw- yeah. yeah, it's twenty years ago. You know, it's it it's he didn't go out in handcuffs, right? Like he just right. went down to go talk and have some have a conversation. Um, they come to your so I do agree with you about like being that, hypocritical. Though? So what? I said they come they come to your door like that. I don't. If you call them and tell them. You don't just go down. You don't just go down. That was like I'm sure nobody calls them on themselves. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't have just gone down there to like nobody ever calls them on themselves. I think that her more her her like her personal um, her moral compass was going to require her, like you said, Jabri, to have to write about this or whatever, because she literally just threw her whole family under the bus. 
in a whole book. Remember, she put her daddy out there for a murder. Like, you know, we we Nova, in order for her to be consistent, no. is gonna was gonna have to like die on that sword because she was gonna have to like her truth was going to have to supersede her own personal, you know, personal feelings about it. But I don't know. Part of me also feels like the only reason she would is because she got exposed because Calvin is like, that's the dude that you thanked in your book. Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. because the the story came up is the only reason, and because Cal because of of Andre, Andre I'm sorry because of Andre Nixon, because he now knows that she knows she has no mm-hmm. choice. You know what I mean? She couldn't just sit on that because then he could expose her. Like, well, it turns out that's her boyfriend, so she decided not to speak speak exactly. about this. She's protecting him. Mm. And just realistically, I don't know. I mean, to the extent that, you know, it seems like this becoming public is imminent one way or the other. Like, what would that mean for, should they stay together? What would that mean for Nova and Calvin's, like, public life together? You know, is Nova ready? True papers would be trash at that point. She can't do that no more. Yeah. I mean, if she decided to stay with him, like, I don't know how, you know, how she would navigate essentially she would have to be on defense all the time um and i don't know how she could explain that away um so i guess that's another tbd don't 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 wait there there are plenty of investigative journalists that don't investigate themselves in their lives all right she can continue to be exactly what she's been yeah i agree yikes so I, I just i just really felt like the the rug was pulled from beneath her like I, I was giving her space to kind of grieve you know what she thought they had or what she the person that she thought he was i i understand that that takes time but when the iad showed up at the door i'm just like oh she's gonna have to go she's gonna have to hurry up. if she wants to save face which I'm not sure she's concerned about right now. I'm not sure she's thinking about that. But if she wants to save face, because this is no, remember she is not too far removed from the trash can. If she wants to save face, she's going to have to hurry up and put out uh, something before <laughs> before this gets out. You know, beyond her, I I, I, don't, I mean, it may not. It's not. Who's to me, gonna it's get not it out Necessarily though. getting out. Oh, yeah, it's not. I don't the, think it's necessarily. The news, though, this would be a twenty-year-old story that comes to light where a, a former police officer goes to the goes to the, the 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 police station, confesses, drags down his other partners with him. And this is a this ends up being a story, right? Yeah, I, but see, True Papers though is investigative journalism, like uncovering stuff, and so to the extent that Calvin goes to the police and tells them the story, like I don't know that the onus on Nova is essentially to to report the story at that point, but I do think that she has a responsibility to figure out what she's going to do because at this point now it's public knowledge that your man ha- was involved in this, you know, beating of this kid twenty years ago, and you may or may not still be with him. So I think it's going to be. The, she's on the clock for her personal decision I feel like more so than it is reporting the story because I don't think that true paper the role of true papers at that point once it becomes public I don't know that it's as essential as it was if Calvin wasn't going to the police to tell the story himself well yeah I agree with you Jenny I think I think what I meant was she has to tell people before people find out if that makes any sense I mean yeah she gotta figure out what she gonna yeah. what she about to do yeah I don't know man your man, who is a former cop, a police brutalitizer, <laughs> like, 
you kind of got to get ahead of that one. Like you, you got to, you got to find a way to get in front of that. That's one. what I mean. That's but get what, a, what I, I mean, get ahead of it on what front though? Like I'm, I'm saying, I don't know that it's true paper's job to get in front of it. I think that personally though, she needs to start figuring out how she's going to prepare the people in her life for whatever is about to come out about this man that she has partnered with. I don't think I'm less concerned about true papers at this point and more concerned about Nova figuring out like how she's going to get in front of it in her personal life. Right. And not that it's true papers, but it's the, it's, if this comes out in the media and Nova has, has said nothing, Nova, this investigative journalist who, who there are people who now know that Nova knows this, that no, that Nova knows this. Mm -hmm. Right. So if this comes out in the media, and the people who know that Nova knows decide that they want to share the information that Nova knows. It's like now Nova looks super crazy because she didn't say anything. So, oh, Nova, you were trying to cover this up or no, what is the reason why you didn't share this yeah, information? Nova? Yeah. And I, I guess the, what I'm what I'm saying, too, is like True Papers is her platform right. at this point. Right. That's how she would have to. That's what she would use. Like, you're right. On a personal front and her family, like she about to embarrass the family again. That's what's about <laughs> to happen. She's just an embarrassment. But. On a professional level, what she does as an investigative journalist is somebody who exposes, she like pulls the cover back on all of these injustices and all of mm -hmm. this social ill will and all this stuff. That's what she does. But it turns out she's been harboring injustice in her home, mm -hmm. right? She's going to have to use true papers to be her platform to explain the situation. She's going to have to write a, yeah. a huge ass expose about this in some way, shape or form. Like this is where I stand on this because once it comes out, people are going to be looking at her platform differently. If she doesn't say anything about it, they're going to be like, "I'm not reading this trash." Ain't yeah. you the ain't you ain't you the woman that's that's yeah. dating the cop yeah. that beats She's got to put this out. She got to do a whole like stranger in my bed angle, you know, where it's like yeah. I, yeah. I, I do a series. Know, but even I had no idea I was sleeping with the enemy accidentally. I thought I could trust this yeah. guy, you know. Um, so the only way she could have both would be as if new information came out. Like, maybe Calvin was not as directly involved or something like that. That's that's all speculation. I'm, I'm not saying that that, that that evidence exists. But if it did, that would be the only kind of way I could see possibly her having both the career and the man. Because, obviously, they're at odds right now. Nova just makes really bad decisions. <laughs> I mean, was this, was this a bad really decision? She really is a bad decision, part? Maven. Like what she does is if there's like a good decision and a bad decision right in front of her, she's taking a bad one. So what was no what was Nova's bad decision in in this situation? Well, she dated the cop in the first place. You dated the NOPD cop in the first. Who was cheating on his wife? Like you're the side chick. Let's start there. Like that's what you were to begin with. This this show starts with you being that. Yes. Like on purpose. Yes. As, like as, you were. That's pretty judgmental, man. They found love in a hopeless place, man. Come on now. <laughs> they did. That's wonderful. I'm glad it worked out for them. Kind of. I mean, we'll see what that means now. It is just what I'm saying is for somebody who's literally her, whose whole goal is about exposing injustice. That's what she does. Right. That's her. That's her ethos. That's what she's about. She's a social justice warrior. She's a civil. She's she's a, she's an activist. When nobody else to date like you just like you, you. You're not surprised to find that the man that you dated who was a police officer for 20 years in New Orleans ends up doing something egregious. Like you should you can't you're surprised at the extent of it. But it's like. I mean, Calvin also lied, though. Calvin also he, 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 he lied. He did lie. And I think Nova, you know, I don't know how 
diligent she was but I mean she did ask him the questions and he gave her answers and he wasn't truthful and I mean you can all you only know what you know and now Nova knows a lot more than she knew before and now she has to figure out how to deal with it and ideally she would have known it sooner um but yeah I mean but but to your point Panama I mean none of this is super shocking (laughs) considering I'm being judgmental. I agree. I am being judgmental. Fair. It still, that doesn't negate the fact that there was some bad decision making in there. Like it was a decision to probably, she probably wrestled with the idea of dealing with this married man early on. Right. She probably wrestled with that. Let's just say for the sake of argument, she probably did. And then she decided to go forth with it anyway. Now, they ended up breaking up and all this other stuff, but it wasn't because of that. It was, you know, it's just, you know, things happen. I'm, I don't know. She just don't I make mean, great decisions pro- is all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, well, strong take. as an overarching, as an overarching point, take. I agree. In terms of We have a litany of, of evidence Calvin to and Nova's that she doesn't always make. Great decisions. I, I would agree with that point. I would. I'm glad they found love, though. That, that's wonderful. Well, we'll see how long Really, really happy for them aces do you guys think that given what we've seen so far do you think that nova will continue to have his back or do you think that she won't leave him out to dry i don't know i personally i don't know i personally think that she's gonna have his back in what way i mean what does that even look like what does having his back look like i don't i'm not i am not quite sure what that looks like but just given the way that she was acting what we did see it just it it seemed like she had a lot of grace for him i don't necessarily disagree with you shot because i mean when when calvin when the when the police came to escort calvin down to the station nova looked stunned but it also i could almost see on her face like it seemed like she was kind of proud of him for being willing to do that and so i'm it it didn't look like the face of somebody who was willing or who was ready to just kind of throw it all away Mm -hmm. and so maybe she will hold him down to jabri's point i have no clue what that looks like zero clue whatsoever i don't know how she could do that and maintain her career and platform to your point Shawnee so I don't know what that looks like but but clearly the love that she has for this man is is real and deep and strong and there is a level of commitment there that is is deeper than what I thought initially because as we discussed last week I thought this was the end and, and you know she was about to be out the door and and that was just gonna be that but clearly that's not the case so I don't know I have no idea the borderlines love complicated love well, yeah and <laughs> they do <laughs> all of them calvin kept himself in the game you know it was over at least now nova has a little bit more to think about so he 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 prolonged his stay of execution uh when it comes to their relationship by turning himself in I agree. he bought himself some time yeah, he did and he did. and now we know which could be a pun Shut your mouth. Yeah, please. I mean, but please. I mean, but to Calvin's credit, I mean, when's the last time you've seen a cop do what he did? I don't know of any stories like that. So I mean, it it, it is kind of unprecedented. So I mean, yeah, I wonder what he's facing. It's been twenty years, and and you know, Andre he was he was paralyzed, but he lived. 
so you know it's a different it's a whole different statute of limitations for somebody who didn't die so i i don't know i don't even know what real serious trouble calvin's going to be in true yeah well now we know what nova um stood in the cemetery and asked her ancestors for guidance about it probably was this yo i do not trust nova's ancestors i was i was listening to her yo if that's who nova's been taking advice from all this time I was like, yo, he's the worst. So you're judging the ancestors. I'm judging Nova. (laughs) I just didn't realize until just now how much I don't trust Nova's ancestors. Jabri, you can't say that because what if she don't listen to the ancestors? Like, we don't know what they be telling her. That's true. That's true. (laughs) She might be going against the ancestors. Again, she makes bad choices is my main bullet point. We don't know what the ancestors been telling Nova. She be doing what she want to do. She has agency, okay? Um, take flight so (laughs) my next point in the bed i just realized this is gonna be pretty anticlimactic but um the last thing i have to say here is that our vibe was still being very selfish about blue (laughs) when it came down to what else is new what else is new i don't even understand why she's still talking about it to be honest (laughs) it's done baby girl let it go done he is gone gone, sis (laughs) She gone. doubled down on Ernest being ashamed too. I was like, "Huh? We still like, talking about Ernest will be ashamed?" That. Yeah, I don't even understand that. Like, what would he be ashamed of? I, I don't yeah, understand. Ernest was and, beloved. And how would you know that? So right. unless he was a he was a, a secret dirtbag, everybody liked Ernest. So Ernest doesn't seem the type who'd be ashamed of, of of taking your grandson for a better education. That's not the kind of thing I think yeah. Ernest will be ashamed of. You know, I think Aunt Vi is coming from a place of insecurity. I think she thinks that, you know, because she kept trying to say that Blue was one of us and, you know, he's going to go to D.C. and change. And maybe, I I don't know if Aunt Vi somehow thinks that by sending Blue to D.C., he's going to maybe think less of them by being exposed to, you know, all these new things in D.C. and going to this fancy school and meeting all these fancy Big people, so folks. on and so forth. And so... Yeah, I think maybe Aunt Vi, I think that anger is just coming from a place of insecurity as somehow, you know, we're not good enough for Blue. We didn't, what we did wasn't good enough for him. And you felt like you had to go send him somewhere else or somewhere better. Um, And maybe that's what she's saying Ernest would be ashamed of. Like somehow you don't think that the life your father provided for you was good enough and you got to give your child something different. But it's, I don't, it's clearly, that's not the case. I just don't think I'm biased really looking past her nose on that. She want blue up in a piggly wiggly. Right. Don't you want, I mean, regardless of the life your parents gave you, don't you strive to give your child a better life than your parents gave you, no matter how good it was. Like you still want to do better. I just think what by ceiling, I feel like, you, you know, is a little bit lower than where I think Darla and Ralph Angel's, you know, ceiling is for blue. Maybe even Ralph Angel, because Darla didn't want him to go. I think Ralph Angel just, I think the farmer, we talked about this, like that whole farmer comment, and Aunt Vi basically saying, listen, Blue can be out here being the management trainee program at the grocery store. Like, don't say that he ain't got options. And Ralph Angel's like, you know what? I want him to have more than that. You know, Darla didn't want him to leave. Ralph Angel, I think, is the one who really pushed that button. Like, he just... He does not yeah. want to hold Blue back. Like, it really matters to him to make sure that he does not put anything in Blue's path that will stop him from doing whatever he wants to do. I wonder if Darla, I feel like, was more concerned about him going with her mother 
because of her experience, I guess, with the private school and I guess living under her mother's, you know, expectations, so on and so forth. Um, So there's that added layer to it. But I mean, you're absolutely right. Ralph Angel was definitely the catalyst for this. And he's the one I mean, because he's the one who's lived it. I mean, lived the the St. Joe life. And so he and he struggled, to be honest. I mean, he's good now. But Ralph Angel has been through a lot. He's come a long way. And I think if he can, you know, prevent some of those struggles for Blue, I'm sure he's going to do everything in his power to make that happen. He don't want Blue to look for shooting stars in the daytime. <laughs> 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 well, I think we're safe there. Yeah, right. I think it's really wrong and manipulative to speak about a person's wishes who is not here. Like, how do you know what? Yeah, what Ernest would, Ernest would feel. Say or to. Like, yeah. you just making stuff up now, just trying to make somebody feel bad. Like. And I feel yeah. like that's a thing that people do. Like, oh, your mother wouldn't wouldn't have liked that, or your father wouldn't have liked that. Like, you don't know that. Why would you say that? It's messed up. Like, she slandering Ernest. Like, I like Ernest a little bit less <laughs> exactly. because he would be ashamed of Ralph. He would feel that way, right? Like, would he really feel that? Way? But like, would he really? <laughs> I don't. Ernest, right? I don't think that he would. I think that you're lying, sis. I think. I think. That's but true. that's why Hollywood was like, but was that kind? Was that necessary? Did you get the girl? Did you like <laughs> what was what was the what was the point? Did you did you, did you get the cute outfit? Janae, <laughs> like was it? <laughs> when he said that, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> did you Words get the girl? Gabrielle Union. Did you get the girl? Did you get the part? Did you get exactly? So what was what was really the point, Anvi, other than to just project some of the hurt that you were feeling on somebody else? That that was what that was about. She's mean and surly. Mean as mean as surly. <laughs> what movie was that from? Kingdom Come. Uh, Kingdom Come. Wanted to put that on the tombstone. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm by about to be on her way. She keeps talking crazy. And and the thing about Ernest too is Ernest done lived a little bit, right? Like we learned a whole lot about his story when we found out the truth about Charlie mm-hmm. and and her mom and that that mm-hmm. his that Charlie's mama was the love of his life kind of thing. It was like, oh, so Ernest had been around. He didn't see anything. He would have been fine with this. He'd have been like, you know what? I want Blue to have the best opportunities too. And if that happens mm-hmm. to be up there and y'all are okay with it, you know what? Send him up there. Let's at least give it a try. Why are we gonna Why are we gonna hamper his opportunities? Yeah. Let little Blue Let little Blue go on up there to DC and and, and take over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just a hater. She is she is a super hater. Hate, um, hate, hate. Yeah, so that's that's what I have for the bad. Did, Corey, anything else to add for the bad? Nope, nothing else. All right. So, and we are so we already talked about the Rona. You know, I just we said this already, but I'm just still perplexed as to how Charlie sat on the phone with Anvi and acted like she she didn't have COVID. So there was that. And then Mike when Mike is and I, this is what I wrote down as I was watching it. I said so Charlie's just going to sit on his phone with Anvi and act like she ain't have the Rona. That's number one. Number two, Micah talking about some, what's going on? Well, sir, if you would have called your mom, um, you would know maybe that something was going on. Maybe she would have told well, him. Well, he maybe texted, she though. Met. Remember, he texted and he would, and, and because this is either like one or two days or potentially months like <laughs> charlie just didn't respond remember davis was like you need to respond to this like i didn't tell him anything but micah's texting you so Panama. and mm-hmm. man jabri Corey, if you text your mom and she does not respond that's it 
So we don't know that she never we don't know that she never respond she didn't respond ever. I definitely have to do more to answer that question. I definitely have to do more. But I found myself really pro Micah in this in this instance. He was he was really he was flabbergasted. He was flummoxed. <laughs> he was perplexed. He was you know he was he was he was out of sorts. Incre- <laughs> he was incredulous. Yes, my man Be- was prison word <laughs> because Berkowitz. it was like he was like, "What is going on? What do you mean? You've been sick. You've been this. Like, how did I not know?" And I'm like, I'm you like, get, did you get a test? I've, I've, like, I've never been so pro Micah in my whole life. He was, <laughs> he was appropriately confused. I mean, yes, you're confused because you did not, you have not called your mom in a couple of days. I'm not absolving Charlie. This is on Charlie. Charlie's I mean, the yes, one Charlie. not telling you're people. Right. This is on up. Charlie. You're right. Okay. All right. This is on Charlie. And I will say, I can't remember the answer, but when Ralph Angel called Micah to ask for uh, his advice on whether to send Blue to sit well, Ralph Angel asked Micah how was his mom. And Micah did have an answer that didn't have nothing to do with COVID, with, which also let me know that uh, Charlie still hadn't told him, which was, again, very right. strange to me. But um, yeah, Micah was definitely... Uh, very confused, very bewildered, very verklempt. And um, like I said, the only question that he didn't ask that I felt like he should have asked was, have I been exposed to? I just, I, I, that's the only thing that I felt was missing. But the, the disbelief, especially when Charlie started running or, or when he started running down the names of the family and she was like, no, I didn't call them. <laughs> I didn't call them. They don't know. She wasn't here. And it was just like, Charlie, listen to yourself. And like, how, this you know is what? ridiculous. That's how you know he's been talking to Charlie, too, because the fact that when she said, I'm just catching up on all this, it tripped him. I was like, wait, what do you mean? She probably was like, yeah, you know, the world is crazy right now. Like, she's texting back, like, everything is crazy. I hope you're safe up there. I hope everything is fine. You know, he, she probably responded to some of the things that he said. Mm, And it was that statement that was like, what do you mean, catching up? We've been talking about this. Okay. We've been having whole text convos about everything going on. And you out here talking about you just now catching up. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess my biggest beef was that he didn't think that he also had COVID. Like, that wasn't a possibility for you? Like. Well, he went home and didn't care, so you know. I mean, nobody cares in that house. And this is this is why we're here. Yeah, it's the lack of masks for me. It's the <laughs> it's the public walks in the park for me. It's yeah. you know, it's it's the not it's the still not telling the rest of the family for me. It's I just don't know how we how we got here without assuming that Micah is the one that gave her COVID. Also, because he was out here going to the parties with Amber. Um, and you know, <laughs> so Micah gave her COVID because he was at the party. I think so too. And so that means That's that like, Micah's been a super spreader wherever he's been. And now Charlie and Davis are super spreaders. And this is why we're here in 2021, still sitting here in our own <laughs> bedrooms and living rooms, as opposed to at the studio <laughs> recording together. It's all your fault, Micah. I just hope Micah Charlie stay home too. David. Just on the second go round, like they just passing it around each other. I hope he stay home. I, I don't think we can count on that. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, I you're don't right. <laughs> I just hope. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. Davis Calvin, and Charlie I mean, uh, won't Mike's even stay home. home. Yeah. So they won't. Anyway, well, you know that that is all I have for the good, the bad, and Rona. Did anybody have any anything to add? Well, I don't think we we delved any deeper. I mean, I don't know if there's anything to really dive into, but uh, Darla being pregnant, um, and, I, I mean, and I her knew expecting. 
a new, a new little bundle of joy. I mean, we kind of got into it when Corey called that baby red, but <laughs> there's that. It was cute. I'm happy for them. <laughs> Ralph Angel cried tears of joy. Well, that's all I had to add. Anyone else? One thing we didn't talk about that I thought was good, or unless I missed it somehow, was Hollywood and Vi's bike ride. That was yeah. joyous. It was joyous. That was that was, that was cute and nice. That was good. That was I might good. Steal they they that. seem they seem they seem happy. Um, yeah, they got business now. They ain't have to be in. Yeah, they ain't have on masks so either. I thought, I thought that that was that belonged. To that good. was cute. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Also, better spirits. Um, Vi had on regular clothes and not one of her um hot hot date outfits. One of her <laughs> her hot numbers. <laughs> her gold chain I belt. Her satin <laughs> velour sump situation. I don't know. She be pulling out the materials, honey. Well, that's been real for the good, the bad, and the Rona here on the Bourbon and Boardlaws podcast on the Black Sastic Podcast Network. Boom. All right, right, everybody. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are back with our last round of Shots of Bourbon, but this week we're going to give a shot for who we think had the best episode, and we're going to give a shot for who we think had the best season. So unfortunately, we lost Corey. He's having some internet issues. So the four of us, Jabri, Shawnice, Panama, and myself, we're going to close us out. Corey will be here with us in spirit. We'll be sure to report back with, um, with, with, with his shot selections on the Twitter feed just so if in case folks want to know but uh anybody else want to kick us off with their shot of bourbon for the episode and their shot of bourbon for the season who has thoughts go ahead Jabri, kick it kick it off all right so you know first getting to this episode um i almost gave it to darla she had a really good week like she let go of her baby and it was for his own good she gave charlie some great advice she wore a one-piece jumpsuit on a long trip, and she made it all the way to D.C. and back in that truck. So she was having a real good week, but <laughs> yeah. just not better than Charlie. I got to give my shot to Charlie. Okay. Charlie, she fought through her old pain. She decided to take a chance on Davis changing. Mm. It was brave of her to do that. And she didn't just sweep things under the rug. She said her piece. She brought up the side baby. She brought up the scandal. You know, she got that out. She got that off her chest. But I think it was the advice from Darla that was key. Like, don't worry about what other people think, because at the end of the day, it's the two of you that have to look at each other. And, you know, folks are going to judge. Nobody wants to look like the weak. You, 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 know, you know, you took back your cheating ass man, you know. But in the end of the day, that's not what matters. So my shot is for Charlie. I feel like she did what she needed to do. Okay, that's for the episode. That's for the episode. So who do we... Who, who for the season? We could go by, you know, like if we were adding up, you know, who won week to week, you know, Davis would be nominated. Uh, Charlie would be nominated. Uh, I feel like from beginning to end of this season, my shot has to go to Ralph Angel. Ralph Angel, hmm. he consistently was winning. You know, he got a job when yeah. he needed one. He sold his tractor when he needed to. He uh, he changed his heart when it came to blue and, and let him go spread his wings and take flight. He kept his patience when he was talking to Vi and, 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 you know, Vi was going over the top. Ralph Angel was really consistent. I found myself really identifying with Ralph Angel. Um, I thought he had a really good season, consistent, calm, 
and and winning. You know, he he um he got married. He's having a baby. Everything's coming up. Ralph Angel, shots for Ralph Angel. Okay. Okay. You know, I I like that, Jabri. So uh, I'll just go ahead and and just jump jump in there real quick. For the episode, I'm going to give my shot. (laughs) I'm just going to give it to Davis. I I considered giving it to Charlie for all of the reasons you mentioned, Jabri. But I think from Davis's perspective, he didn't necessarily see it coming. And so I think (laughs) that might have been an even more joyous development for him. And so it seems like he's done the work. Um, he's, he's, you know, been genuine to Charlie and, and he's finally, you know, gotten what he always wanted, the opportunity to be able to love her the way that she deserved. And, and he was able to do that without any coercion or manipulation, but by just being, you know, a good dude and, and she naturally, you know, came back to him. So I think, you know, Davis had the best episode. Now for the season, I also agree with you, Jabri, though. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Ralph Angel. Ralph Angel had big grown ass man energy this season, you know, getting married, really putting his foot down with, you know, Aunt Vi and, you know, making, you know, excellent decisions for Blue and really, you know, standing in the gap for him, doing what he needed to do to provide for his family, um, and just really just just growing up. I think we've seen Ralph Angel grow up tremendously. So I think I think Ralph Angel had the best season. So he's going to get my shot of bourbon, too. Yes. Panama, you want to go next? Yeah, I sure can go. I'm going to. Uh, well, two things. I do want to point out Corey, who is uh, using Ralph Angel's Internet connection, <laughs> wanted okay. us to, wanted to let everybody know that. Davis gets his shot for the episode and the season. Of course he does. I think oh, we all wow. saw that coming. What a shot. Um, <laughs> okay. Shocker. Didn't see that. I'm sure I can guess why. <laughs> but I I was going to give my shot for the show to Blue actually because Blue is going off mm. to a new life, one that he's excited about that's going to oh, open up no the world way. for possibilities for him. You know, he got to ride on he he out here making sure his parents are okay giving them um Barbie dolls. Her name is Kenya. You know, he's thoughtful. He's he's riding he's he's riding all the way to DC in a truck in the middle. I'm not <laughs> even sure he had a seatbelt, but he made it safely. You can't understate that enough that <laughs> right. he made it safely. <laughs> so, you know, I'm giving it to Blue for having for having a new lease on life. Uh for the season though, I also was gonna give my shot to Ralph Angel because I've said it ad nauseum at this point. Ralph Angel is the most compelling character on this show for many reasons. He had a hell of a season in terms of just his maturation and growth as a person. It's always been it's always been there, but just the things that he had to do to take care of his family. You know, he listens to Nas like in advance. <laughs> like he gets he gets music early, which also is a plus in my column because I get it. You know, so I think Ralph Angel is just he he's had a really good season to me for that reason. He's just you know, he got married. His son's doing big things. He got a baby on the way. Yep. He saw. He finally saw a shooting star. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get no better than that. Okay. All right. Shanice, that leaves you, boo. For the episode, I am going to give my shot to Davis because I feel like I feel like he's winning. I don't feel like he came into the situation with any type of expectations. I don't think he was, you know, being performative in any way i think that he genuinely has grown as a person love to see it and i think he should not i think he should be 
not rewarded for that, but commended for that. So cheers to you, Davis. For the season, I'm going to agree that that Ralph Angel has been really a step in his game up as the ro- for the role of the man of his house. Ralph Angel is really the man of the house. He is making decisions that is benefiting his family. He is stepping up where he needs to step up. He is taking charge where he needs to take charge and also loves to see it. So um, shout out to the men. Hey, okay. Well, I'm looking at my little tally here and it seems that this week Davis has our shot of bourbon, but Ralph Angel has our shot of bourbon for the season. So with that said, let us raise our glasses for the final time this season to Davis and Ralph Angel. Clank, 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 for, clank. For the final time, Panama's the only one with the actual cup. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I know. We'll do better next time. Hopefully, we're in the studio by the by the time next season comes around, so we'll be able to clank, clank in person. Absolutely. Well, this week, you know, we don't have another episode next week, but I guess I'm just wondering if anybody has any, you know, closing thoughts for the season. Any any wrap up thoughts? I just wanted to give some advice to Vi since I was, you know, I was, I was prepared for evictions. You know, we scrapped it at the last minute to, uh, to streamline the process. But Vi needs this advice. So I'm going to give it to her right quick. <laughs> okay, we ready. Vi needs to start listening to Hollywood. Like right now, she's just like tolerating his advice. She needs to actually take his advice. Like mind your business. Apologize when you're wrong. Take care of yourself. Okay. Get it done, Vi. Those are the things you need to do. Get those things done. Oh. Yeah. For, for us sitting at home, a lot of times it was difficult to kind of go through a lot of these events that we all went through personally last year. But I will say that a lot of it, you know, though difficult to, to see, I think that a lot of the dialogue and, and just the way that they dealt with a lot of these situations was done really beautifully. And so I commend them for, you know, being able to you know, navigate these unprecedented times that we're in and still, you know, use this platform to to educate and, um, you know, kind of put on screen what a lot of us, you know, were feeling. And so looking ahead to next season, you know, I don't know where exactly we're going to pick up, but hopefully, you know, we in the real world are on the other side of what we're dealing with. And so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that they will be on the other side of this in St. Joe, too. Um, and, and just really, you know, looking forward to seeing what, what's going to happen next and, and how these stories continue. So great job to everybody involved on a, on a great season. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I hope that um, I look forward to seeing what when we get back to the storylines that we're used to, like the the Landry's and all that, when we get mm-hmm. back, because all that stuff is still there. It's all still yeah. hanging in the balance, right? Like we, you know, it's just all been put on pause because the world got put on pause to some degree. But we still got mills and highways and all kind of stuff to, to, to figure out. So I, I look forward to getting back to Charlie and, and Parker facing off and mm-hmm. and – trying to determine who's the you know who's gonna be the one who is who's gonna come out on top you know what i'm saying who's gonna be the the queen of saint joe's you know what i'm saying i look forward to i look forward to those moments i'm, I'm that's what i'm looking most forward to next season this i i'm with you completely this season was because it was so real life it was more documentary mm-hmm. in a lot of places than it was just 
show, which is cool, you know, to some degree, you know, like I, yeah, it was true to life. Yeah. And as a show, it was very true to life and it, it, it didn't use escapism to get away from what was really going on. Those people in St. Joe's deal with the same things that the rest of us are dealing with. And it showed us how they dealt with those things, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a bit of a microscope. So, you know, kudos to kudos to everybody involved on that one because there ain't Absolutely. a lot of shows that really give you the literal here's yeah. we're going through the same thing you're going through. Yep. And here's how it's impacting us that same way. And yeah, shout out to everybody sure. involved in, in putting it together and presenting it to us. It, it, was, it was it's an amazing feat that this season exists. You know, yeah. that that they were able to pull the production together, rewrite the storylines, get the actors where they needed to be. Um so just the fact that this season exists is a huge accomplishment and congratulations to everybody involved. It's something that everybody should be proud of. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Shanice, anything for you, boo? Uh I, you know, I'm very interested in seeing what's going on with Nova and Calvin. I feel, I feel like that that's where most of my interest yeah. lies. Um I again Nova for me is still not too far removed from the trash. So I'm <laughs> interested to see whether she's going to crawl her way back there or, or not, or whether she, I don't, you know, there's so many directions this could go. So I'm just very curious. Also, you know, just because, just because, you know, we're in COVID, I, I just crave mess right now. What's, what's going on with, with Parker <laughs> and Charlie? You know, that they were, they were getting into a nice, healthy little, um, rivalry. Um, I'm, I'm just, you know, what's going on? What's going on? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, hopefully we get some answers next season. I saw that they added a bunch of new characters for next season. Oh, so yeah. I'm really excited to see how that's going to come into play. What roles those folks play. So it seems like we might be getting more of the mess that you're looking for, Shani. So really excited about that but um i know Corey sends his good vibes and and positive energy (laughs) virtually (laughs) Uh, to to this wrap up but uh for all intents and purposes though i think that wraps it up panama yeah i think that'll do it um you know shout outs to the whole crew here Shawnee, Jabree, Janae, Corey, myself, you know, for another another season in the books of Bourbon and Bordelones. Uh, not as much bourbon consumed as under normal circumstances, but I made sure to drink my fair share. So, uh, you did. You held us down. I did. I did. I did my best. You know what I'm saying? But uh, to everybody involved here, love you all. This was fun, as it usually is. I uh, look forward to getting back to back to business in person when we can. Uh, thanks to everybody who listens and who who checks us out on a weekly basis, and who tweets with to us to get our thoughts and tweets with us, and you know, mm-hmm. sleepwalks with us and everything. You know what I'm saying? Thanks to everybody for sleepwalking and hanging out with us here on Bourbon and Bordelones. Uh, we're gonna have to do this one last time for this season. Is everybody ready? We're gonna get, we're gonna be in unison this time. Jabri gave us a, a real hefty one a couple episodes <laughs> back, so you know, I'm gonna see if we can light. get another one of those. <laughs> Right. So we're going to see if we can, if this, if this technology will let us be great so we can all do it at the same time. Okay. So, you know, for myself, for Shanice, for Jabri, for Janae, for Corey, one, two, three. Take, take flight. flight. Take flight. Janae. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait, I had a question though. Like, was it going to be like one, two, three, pause, take flight, or like one, two, like take flight on three, or like? I think we just all took flight. Oh. Okay. We in the air. We in the sky. Brothers. Whenever, no. whenever your soul felt it is when it we took flight. So, <laughs> thanks everybody. Yeah. Take flight. Bye. Bye guys. This podcast was your touch helps me find peace Let's each I'll give my last peace to you That's how you know it's real Willing to grow and build something with me yeah, yeah. My Cleopatra